I was a little daunted, to be honest. I was like, I don't know, but I work with a freelance editor who helps me. And she was like, you really do need to push yourself. And I was like, you're right. And then I kind of found that I liked it because sometimes you get, you can get sick of the main character if it's just one person and <laughs> in their head, you know, it's like, they can get on your nerves. So it was, it was kind of <laughs> change it up a little. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Very excited about the episode we have today. We have author May Cobb. She has a phenomenal book out right now. You can get it uh, just pretty much anywhere you get books, okay? Um, the Hunting Wives. Uh, it's her second book, but really her first, like, real big, you know, production of a release, you know, widespread release, as, as you might say. Uh, it's getting great reviews. It has phenomenal reviews. Um, it's, a, you know, East Texas story, where she grew up. Uh, around Longview, Texas, and um, yeah, it's a phenomenal book. They compare it to like Desperate Housewives, but like, you know, much darker. Uh, so yeah, very cool. And uh, she was phenomenal. We had a great conversation. Uh, we really discussed the book a lot and just writing in general and, you know, regular podcast stuff. It was phenomenal. She was great. Please check out the book, The Hunting Wives. We'll have a link in the description. Uh, absolutely recommend it. Okay. So uh, before we get to that, how about a quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food? All right. We'll be right back. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there. Reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that and stuff that's pretty standard but we give it a twist right that's the chef way something familiar with a twist so we've got for instance cinnamon spiced hot cross buns you can also find a great texas strawberry cheesecake recipe just amazing stuff so please check it out at texasrealfood.com all right back to the show okay welcome back before we get to the interview you know I'm going to bring up social media. Please check us out online. Lone Star Plate TX, Instagram, uh, Facebook. That's really all we use, okay? Being real. And YouTube, of course. We're on YouTube. The Lone Star Plate podcast, we definitely, uh, that is a, a big thing for us. So please check us out there. Um, and subscribe, as always. Hit the button. You know the drill. All right. Look, let's get to the interview. Maycob, The Hunting Wives. If you've... And there's no spoilers real I, I should mention that okay I, I there's no spoilers so definitely if you haven't read the book 
watch the podcast. All good. Maybe it'll interest you in the book, right? That's the idea. Uh, and if you have read the book already, it's still a great, you know, there's still behind the scenes story and this and that, you know, and her discussion of things without spoiling. So uh, both of us. So psh, no problem. I haven't finished the book and I'm talking to her, right? So look, it's great. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Make up. Enjoy. Hey. Hey, how are we doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. I'm super excited to uh, chat with you about your book and just writing in general. I love uh, exploring all things writing. This will be fun. Cool. Are you in Dallas? Yeah, I'm in Dallas. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Excellent. Just recently came from uh, Austin. I was there for... I don't know, um, uh, about seven years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miss I it. I kind of miss it. I'm not going to lie. It's, this will be my first summer, you know, not there in a while. Yeah. So, miss the parks. And now it's all open, you know. Anyway. I know. It's so, it, it, it is, I've moved away a few times and I always miss it like crazy. But Dallas is so great, too. Oh, yeah. I love Dallas. I sort of grew up in the mid cities just outside of here. So, you know, just outside of downtown. Oh, OK. And, uh, yeah. I love I mean, Dallas is great. So, you know, I'm all about food. So any place that has a lot of good food. I'm you know, I, you win me over. You know, right. Dallas has great food. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Right. You know, yeah, it's huge. I, I mean, all, all cities in Texas, to be honest with you, uh, Houston, um, Houston, especially. Yeah. In Austin, of course, uh, just so much uh, great. In fact, they gave Texas its own James Beard uh, category. You really? Know, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Texas. It's his own sort of cuisine. I mean, you know, it's its own yeah. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I love it. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, May, so glad to have you. Thank uh, you. You got this great uh, behind you. If you're listening, you won't see it. But if you're watching this, you will see it. Uh, you've got the books behind you there uh, for this novel, you, this new thriller you have out, uh, The Hunting Wives. I love it. It's a great uh, name for it. Uh, where did that name come from? Just first, just right off the bat, I'm curious. No, thank you so much. Actually, um, it was called The Hunting Party at first, but there's another thriller that came out like two years before with the same title, it's like, oh my God, I got to pick another one. <laughs> You're like, hey, my, okay. I know, I was, I was so bummed, but, but my husband actually came up with this. And at first I was like, I don't know, that kind of sounds like Desperate Housewives or <laughs> The Real Housewives. And I'm like, well, it, it kind of is like that. And that's not a bad thing. So yeah, so it just, and then I kind of was like, ooh, I really like it. I, it just grew on me. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. It's a great name. I mean, it really sticks out because, again, it, it, it sort of makes you uh, think of that, um, but also just sort of makes your mind run wild with what that could mean or, you know, anyway, yeah. you know, yeah. take you into it uh, for sure. It's a unique thing. Uh, it starts with a name, I think. Right. A lot of things start with a name. It's sort of that's where the intrigue starts, um, you know, as simple as that is. You yeah, know? it's true. Right? Yeah. It is. I mean, you know, they say don't judge a book by a cover, but people do it all the time. Oh, I, I do know. it. Right. <laughs> She's like, yeah, guilty. <laughs> That's funny. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes you can't help it. It's mm -hmm. just, uh, it's like a dish, right? When the dish shows up, it's, you kind of judge it too. If it don't look good, you, you're probably not jumping in there. 
to get, you know, give it a taste, right? You're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. Uh, you know, it's such a, th this is your second novel, right? The first one you had uh, was Big Woods, yes. right? Um, yeah. And this is set in, you know, East Texas, um, which this is kind of where I want to start, where you grew up because a lot, you know, your inspiration, this is where it comes from. So let's, ex let's uh, explore that a little bit. What part of East Texas did you uh, grow up in? So I grew up in Longview. Do you know where that is? I, you know what? I do know Longview. I used to play um, hockey tournaments there. This crazy hockey tournaments in Longview in 1990, I don't know, five, 96, 94 in that right. area at a skating rink. There it must be the only skating rink in town. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's so crazy. Yeah. I graduated in 96. So probably from high school anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I graduated uh, in 98 uh, from high school. Huh? Yeah. And yeah, we played high. I remember going to Longview. In fact, it was like the first out of town trip we took. And I remember it was like, oh, this is crazy. Uh, you know, we're going out of town. It's a road trip. Okay. Oh, we're, we're special now. You know, we're big time in it. And, and one thing I do remember this, fun, everyone had quads. We called them quads because we played on the rollerblade, if you will. And they, you know, people in Longview were playing on the, on still on skating, you know, uh, skates or whatever. And we were like blown away by that, that they could play hockey like that, but they were good. Honestly, there are some good teams out there. So anyway, that's my experience with Longview. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I basically, I was born in Dallas, but I was adopted. So I lived in Dallas for like a day and then pretty much lived in Longview my whole life until I moved to Austin to go to college. And uh, yeah, it's just, as you know, it's kind of a different like scenery in terms of Texas. It's the thick piney woods so it's really kind of a cool place to set a thriller because it's it's really beautiful but it's also kind of eerie too <laughs> i love that yeah. i love that that's awesome that's awesome okay so so basically growing up there you just knew you always wanted to write from there does it help just because you know the smells and the sights yeah. and the sound and like is that really yeah. is that okay yeah that makes I sense yeah, I mean, and, and when I wrote Big Woods, my first novel, I had actually moved back there. So I lived there for like two years, probably like five years ago. And so I don't, I don't know that the novel would have been the same if I had, you know, if I'd just been living in Austin, because like Austin, I know there's thrillers set here, but to me, it's like it's such a happy place. <laughs> it just doesn't feel very noir, you know? Um, That's funny. So I don't, I don't even know if I could have written a novel if I had stayed here. So, so yeah, I think the atmosphere up there, there's just something to it. It, it feels like almost like Louisiana or something. Cause it's so totally. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, that's interesting. Immerse. So immersing yourself into that environment absolutely yeah. helped. Yeah. yeah, definitely for sure. And, and like, you know, the hunting lives is, as you know about these very rich oil money rich women who behave badly and you know growing up in the 80s there was so much oil money there and wealth and it was like it was like dallas but except it's like the smaller fishbowl so you have even <laughs> more crazy like because there's less to do so it's like well the big thing to do is drive to dallas you know it's like 
Uh, <laughs> so, so all these people with, you know, all this money there, it's like, Ooh, what, what are they going to get up to? That was the vibe I had growing up, like on the outside, watching the socialite scene was, wow, there's some decadent stuff going on here. So yeah, absolutely. Exploring that what's happening behind your imagination, right. Is the, is just sort of the best tool, right. You don't know it could just run wild with what's yeah. uh, t time and money. Right. Yeah. And space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You're right. That's uh that's funny. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's gotten great. Uh, you know, some of the reception of people that have already, you know, read the night has been absolutely, you know, phenomenal. And, uh, I haven't finished it, but the part that, you know, as far as I'm into it, it is an unbelievable uh, story for sure. I'm all about thrillers. Okay, oh, I'm cool. all about, I, I'm all about, I mean, who isn't really, come on, like, who isn't yeah. about, you know what I mean? Just so, yeah. sort of, uh, there's, there's something playful and, and just sort of keeps you on the edge of your seat. And really it's not something you deal with in your day to day. Right. So and like, right, it's like, that's exciting, uh, yeah. uh, to be, to be in that position. The way I thought of it was like a frog being set to boil story right it's like this yeah. you're just bringing it up to a boil and this frog just doesn't know what's happening to it i love that it's, you know yeah the story yeah. of the of the um protagonist uh sophie yeah. Yeah. um you know that's sort of how i see her story unfolding i love that i hadn't thought about that but that's yeah that's i think i'm gonna steal that that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. It's yours. This is what I'm here for. This is what I, I do, love, May. Okay. I this love what it, I do. No, I'm kidding. L listen, don't get this. That'll be the end of the gems for me. I promise you. That was <laughs> by, by, by accident, I'm sure. Um, and, and, you know, and the antagonist, and I was even, as I was writing the notes for this, I thought, um, you know, is, is she an antagonist or a villain? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I think without giving the plot away, I would say she is definitely, definitely a villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of antagonists to choose from there. So sure. That's what makes yeah. the story so exciting to be honest with you, you know, Thanks. as it, as it unfolds, you just don't know. I think not knowing, and letting your mind run wild with the possibilities is a good story. And I like when writers do that. Uh, so yeah, you pulled that off beautifully in my mind and this, you know, so far that I'm into. So, uh, awesome. but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm always curious about is what, when do you know you have a good story? I mean, I don't, I certainly didn't know while I was writing it. I just knew that, um, I honestly knew that I, I was in between books and agents and I had to come up with something quick if I was going to try to make it something I could make a living at. And um, sure. I, I shared it with somebody, um, actually an agent, and she was like, I don't know. And so I was kind of like, yikes, maybe I had written about half of it. And I thought, wow, maybe it's not like this kind of fun thing. I think it is. But then my best friend came to town and she read it like, in a matter of hours. And she's like, if you don't go in there and finish this right now, I'm going to kill you. I was like, okay, maybe I'm onto something. So I, <laughs> I never know. Like, I, I guess I know if it's something that, that I think about all the time and that I want to sit down to write, that I might be onto something that maybe hopefully someone else will want to read. Yeah. So it's either, it's either inspiring or it's not. And if it's not, it's so hard to drag myself to the computer. So 
I wrote it pretty quick and I, and I did have fun with it. Um, but yeah, I didn't know. And then you just, I mean, it just came out two weeks ago, so we'll see what everybody says, you know, I feel like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you put so much time and effort into something and to put it out there and, you know, to be honest, look, you can't control what people yeah. think of at this point, right? You let it go. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, when I would make a dish, you know, my food truck or wherever I work, you know, you make a dish, you put it out. That's the end. Okay. It's a, that's right. it. That's it. You, exactly. you got to let it go. Totally. Nothing you can do. You know, no, totally. it's, yeah. and that's tough. I get it. Um, I totally understand that you, you would have a connection, especially with something so long and yeah. you're really invested <laughs> in that. That's why the idea of like, would you know you have a good story? Cause it's like, look, I, it's not like I'm investing a day or a week into this. This could be years. So like, what, what is this a good story to continue? And yeah, I just always find that fascinating of what a writer would grasp onto and say, I want to explore this and branch this out. And, you know, were there any other ideas that you left on the table that, um, that you might, that you thought about writing during this time? No, that's such a great question. I, uh, I did actually, it was between this book and another one and I could not figure it out. I was like, I just don't know which one. And, um, sure. I talked to another friend and she said, well, what's the one that makes you stay awake at night thinking about that's the one you need to do. And it was this one. And I was like, okay, cause I really was, I was having like bad writers blog. My first novel had come out. It was with this tiny press. It got good reviews and it won a few awards, but it was like, you know, I, you know, maybe I paid a few bills with it, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get to to do this as a career, which has been my dream for 25 years. So I've been trying and trying. And um, so I was in a little bit of like, yikes. Um, so anyway, I followed her advice and I started it. And then it just was like, because it was fun for me, I was like, well, I'm just going to write this because it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then, exactly. Totally. What a good friend, by the way. I know, right? You got, you got some great friend. Yeah, that's, you know what? That's a, that's the important, you know what? This shows like your vulnerability and it just shows like, you know, creative people or artists, like they don't have all the answers, you know? Yeah. And it's like, they do need to lean on people and figure things out as well, just like the rest of us, uh, you oh, know, sure. dealing with things, right? You know, so that's good to hear. I think that's cool to hear um, for other people that are thinking about writing themselves or, or just curious about the process of it. You know, that yeah. it wasn't, it's not so easily put together. You know, you had it all figured out, you know, no. and you just, and you just went, you know what I mean? Like it just, yeah, yeah, no problem. Just had this all figured out beginning to end and boom. And here you go, guys, the hunting wives. You know? <laughs> there might, that's so funny. There, there might be some people out there like that, but I'm not one of them. Like it has to be just an instinct and I do have good friends and they're a lot nicer than the women in the hunting wives. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you want friends like that. Uh, no, from hunting no. wives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Well, you know, to be honest, you know, just from the small, even group of people that I've interviewed, you know, uh, on this podcast, um, uh, whatever industry it may be, um, there's always a struggle. It's never as easy from point A to point B. And, um, you know, and honestly, it kind of makes it wor more worth it. Right. Yeah. You're, you're probably more proud of this book. You know, uh, everything that went into it, like that does add into it, you know, in, in the end, yeah. I guess if you make it through the other side. Right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. But the idea of never giving up, right? I'm sure there were moments where it was like, oh, do I change? Do I, you know, like you said, you had your friend read it again. Hey, you know what? Let's, let's take another fresh set of eyes on this and see if this is where I need to go. And uh, yeah, what, what were the, maybe some of the biggest roadblocks writing wise without giving, you know, spoiling anything um, that you had writing this? I would just say probably, honestly, in terms of the writing, it was, the writing went pretty smoothly. It was more just, oh my gosh, can I write this fast enough to pay my rent, literally. <laughs> right that, on. That's wow. me being very real. So I was racing yeah. against a, a scary clock there. And um, my agent actually sold it on a partial because I was like, I, I don't even have time to finish it. Like, if you think you can sell it, let's go ahead because yeah. I definitely, um, I need the money. And, uh, <laughs> I so, get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. And then, and then like, then we did like kind of an outline for the second half. Cause I don't really outline or anything, but then I was trying to figure out there's kind of a twist at the end and I didn't know if that should be in there or whatever. So, um, another friend helped me with oh, that. Man. You know, I know. Oh man, there's a twist. Oh, okay, okay. See, I'm excited. See, I haven't got to the, you know, I haven't got to the end. You know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm about, I would say a third of the way through. Oh, cool. So, okay. Okay. So there's a lot more cool, badass stuff coming. I know there is. Okay, I know there's there is. This is exciting. This is exciting. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> yeah, it definitely gets twistier. Um, because the front part's really about Sophie's kind of obsession and how that gets going. And then the, and then you'll see, I don't want to give it away, but then it does become kind of, uh, kind of one twist after the next, when it gets to more of the thriller aspect of it. So. Right on, right on. Yeah. So, okay. So you, so you sold it on the partial, which is it. That's first of all, that's interesting. Um, I didn't know that that, Honestly, I'm not not like I know how the process really goes, um, to be honest with you. But um, I guess that makes sense. So somebody can say, OK, you have a story here. We'll we'll buy it, you know. Right. I mean, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how common it is, but I had read that the girl on the train was sold on the first hundred pages. And um, oh, wow. I thought, well, you know, I'm not saying my books anywhere near that the quality of that book, but um, let's try, you know, if it's possible. And also I wanted, uh, you know, the ending is so important in the thrillers that I wanted to be able to maybe work with an editor if I needed to, to make it instead of just like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it was a good strategy. Um, why not? They don't, they sell movies like that where it's like, he, yes, you know, like a tra yeah. trailer, right? Yes. Yeah. Or a cocktail napkin. Like here's my pitch, to, you know? So yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at the, at least, I think at that point, you know, that's good yeah. or not. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, let's be real, you know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know just as far as I'm in. Right. If it's going to be good. I mean, you're not going to keep reading if it's not right. good at that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't buy books. Right. I don't know. That's that whole thing. But um, no, that's cool. I'm glad. You know, I love the hustle. I'm all about that. I respect that. <laughs> For Thank real, you. I did for real. I love that. You know, you hustle and in a way, sometimes that pressure professionally can help. I've been in those positions before. And, and sometimes if, if you use that energy the right way, right, it, it can it can benefit you. It can. In some ways, right. No, it was. No, you're right. I mean, like it was such a huge motivator. I yeah, had to, exactly. You're like, I, I got a type like yeah. there ain't no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Because sometimes it can be just easy. You know what? All right. I'll do it tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. But it was like it was like my last roll of the dice. This has to happen. And if it doesn't, I'll do something else. And that's fine. You know, yep. that's fine. I'll just cry every day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, you kind of have to have this attitude that you have to get it yeah. done, to be honest. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. attitude you need to, you know, to get it done. So if when you, okay, for those of you listening, whatever it is, that's really the attitude you have to have. So no, I'm glad it you're is. saying this. Uh, it's true. It is. It's true. But I mean, the restaurant business is hard too. Like that's, sure. you know, of course. That's brutal. My husband, my husband was a server for 20 years out at the Salt Lick um, barbecue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. He's had great barbecue for a <laughs> long time. Holy cow. He probably got tired of it. I, I can guarantee you he got tired of it. He definitely did, for sure. Yes. No matter how good it is, you will get tired of it all the time. Yeah. yeah I've sure. been there. I've been there. I've worked a place where something was just so unbelievable and you're just eventually just like, I don't even care. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. Like that's yeah. honestly, that's kind of a, that's kind of insane. It's like, uh, I remember when I moved to uh, Pennsylvania, I moved to the Amish country for mm -hmm. a few years in my twenties. Oh, cool. And I remember when I got there and I'm from Texas, but I, you know, and, but I lived in the city for the most part. Um, but the smell of like manure out there was like so intense. And I remember people going, well, you'll get used to it. And I thought, well, I don't want to get used to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought that's the problem if I get used to it. I, I, so it's, it's like this thing with food. It's like, oh man, I, I don't want to get bored of something amazing. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it happens, right? That, how crazy yeah. that is. No, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Right? Isn't that funny? <laughs> You know what? Uh, um, I'm curious too. Why? Why write about like crime and like thriller and I mean maybe crime's not the right word, but like no, yeah. is that the? T I mean I'm not sure no. what the you know. Mm -hmm. I, although I love it and honestly, filmed. You know I'm a big film guy. I mean you know I love mm -hmm. watching movies, um, and I love any sort of film like that for sure. That there's something like that involved, something sketchy. Something yeah. going on, some yeah. underground world, right? Yes. Uh, you know, like you've created, you know, so I like some secretive thing, you know, that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Why, what, what, I guess it was it the, I mean, you sort of briefly mentioned the Piney Woods. You thought there was some eerie about it. Was that it or is there more to it of, of why go towards that? I think, no, I think that's it. Like, um, so my first novel is, it's called Big Woods and there's actually a place in Longview called Big Woods and it's, um, it's this massive forest. And in the eighties growing up, we always heard that like there were devil worshipers there. Cause it was like the oh, really? panic era, you know, like if you listen to Metallica, you're a devil worshiper. So, and oh, then, okay. yeah, that kind of stuff, like, and, and they took MTV away from our town, like, cause they were work. Yeah. What? I mean, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. I was like, you, yeah, they did. And, um, <sighs> So, oh, so that novel was kind of about that setting. It, it's set in the eighties and it, and it definitely dealt with like is, was is, anyway, missing children and satanic cult and all that. And so that sort of is what started it. And then I guess I just really since like gone girl and girl on a train, I really got hooked on into reading thrillers and, um, 
I just, I kind of like getting inside a character's head and seeing what they're capable of and like, Ooh, yeah. to, you know, follow them into dark places that, you know, I'm not going to go because everyone, I'm a nice person, but um, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but it's fun, fun to like, see, you know, people's moral compass and, you know, what, what kind of decisions they would make under certain pressure. And I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think it's like you said, like the whole secretive thing I like, and I like kind of not knowing what's going to happen. Cause when I write, I don't outline a lot. So like I kind of, maybe I'll have the setup, but I want to see what's going to happen. And so that's kind of a fun way to oh, write. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So you, okay. That's interesting. Wow. So you, as you're writing, you're not really sure where it's going to go, where it's leading to as you're going. Yeah. You're just sort of feeling it out as well. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I mean, I did because because it was sold on a partial. I did have to do an outline, you know, for the second half, which was kind of painful because I'm like, ah, oh, no, I, I don't want to know yet. Like, but they were like, it's OK, you can change it. You know, there's you just need something. And I was like, OK. But yeah, I really like to be surprised. Um, that's cool. Myself, oh, that's yeah. Cool. I mean, I that's can't cool. always pull it off, you know. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> of course, but, but that's exciting for you as the per as yeah. the one writing it, right? Like that's the yeah. excitement. Like you know, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I totally, I totally get it. You know, no, that's like. Um, you know, for, for a musician performing on stage and being in the studio recording, right? That That's just right. your moment on stage. Yes, totally. You know, yeah. so I get it. Totally. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm glad you do that for yourself, you know, because we don't know, right? If someone, when you read a book, you don't know how it's written. You don't know what went through it. You know, you just right. get the final story and that's it. And, uh, but no, I'm glad you do that. Uh, no, that's cool. Um, you know what? I was also curious, like, do you, do you think this would be, make a good film? Because it is kind of written you know, I could totally see this, you know, being a film and I'm not even finished with it. Well, thank you. Um, you know, it's actually, uh, it has been, it has been optioned for TV and I, I can't like say who, what, when, where, why, how yet, sure. but keep your fingers crossed. Cause I'd love to see it either for TV or film, whatever. Um, that'd oh, be TV. Oh, that's a great, that's a better idea. That's yeah, a better one, idea. You know, either one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. But I could absolutely see it being a series and, you know, exploring, you know, really into, you know, because a film. Well, that's, you know, you know, what's your opinion on on that story? Right. Because a film would have to condense a lot. You would have yeah. to throw out a lot of content. Right. And then a television yeah. could explore it further. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know I know, of course, personally, you know, you wouldn't care either right but yeah. just from a creative standpoint how do you feel i think tv for the very reason you said is like you can explore more and you don't have to condense it down because i do feel like you know there's definitely room for that and like a limited series you know nothing yeah. like ongoing but a six to eight episode thing would be great i think so absolutely we'll, we'll see i hope yes <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, absolutely. It can happen. It can happen. Thank um, you. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. We've had some, you know, 
directors and producers on for shows for you know netflix and hulu and hbo i don't know i got afraid well, i lose so track cool. of it yeah. all yeah i mean you know it's pot i mean of course you know hearing their journey of how it happened you know some of them are you know books right that get turned into these shows uh what's the sweet magnolias is the one that's coming to the top of my head yeah uh, we've had we've had norman buckley on uh who direct and produced i think the first 10 episodes and he's back for you know season two or whatever but yeah you know getting it from the book and going i know it's a long process but yeah. i think if you get a director or producers who believe in it they're really the ones who are going to help you carry it further yeah that's no, that's you right i mean yeah yeah that's awesome best of luck we'll absolutely keep our fingers crossed here at the podcast for you for sure that's Thank exciting. Uh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. What's other, you know what? I was reading about this other project you were on your website that this was just so not to change subject. So, yeah. so quick. Sorry. No, I do no. that sometimes. Uh, but I found this fascinating. Um, you're writing this book. It's like a 20 year project about this guy who, who played three saxophones at the same time. I want to see if I get his name right. Rasan Roland Kirk. Is it Rasan? Yeah, you got okay. it right. A lot okay. of people mispronounce his name, but that's it exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, just hit, man, that sounded, you know, and he, this guy's had quite a story. So maybe if you could tell us a little bit about, um, about him, this is interesting yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for asking. That is my true passion. Um, and I'm still, I'm hoping to finish it soon and get it out there. So Rasan was a jazz musician and he basically, he was born in the 30s and he died young at 45 of a stroke. And so he was around like in the 60s and 70s and like John Coltrane loved him, Charles Mingus loved him. A lot of the giants revered him, but he sort of died before he got his due, before the world knew who he was. And he he was blinded at two in an accident. And then, but he, he just, he had like this indomitable will and he overcame all these things because he was just possessed by music. So he taught himself at 14 to play three saxophones at the same time because he actually heard it in a dream. <laughs> and um, wow. I know he's, I, he's just a staggering human being. And I, I heard his music in college in a jazz appreciation course at UT and I became absolutely obsessed with him. And uh, it's really weird. Like he died on my fourth birthday and I'm not saying we have a connection. So I didn't get to meet him, but like when I was in my early twenties, I just dropped everything and I kind of traveled all over the country, retracing his footsteps. And I'm oh, really wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really wow. close to his widow because um she's still with us and she's she's a force all unto herself she's like a nea jazz master and she's amazing and um she's let me stay in their home and you wow. know go through his memorabilia so the the book is going to be like his life story told through my journey to get to know him and the impact of me because he's just a powerful person that never let anything ever stand in his way like and the people that I got to meet, they gave me these great firsthand accounts, you know, about him. And they were all just like as profoundly affected as I was. Like most of the time we'd be interviewing and they would just break down in tears because they missed him so much. And it just, I mean, he's just, um, as one person said, he realizes that he, you know, he can understand what the early Christians felt like when they met Jesus. Like he's just a uh, wow. Wow. Just phenomenal 
something. And um, he could hold a note. Uh, I think he the longest was like for an hour and a half. He taught himself to do something called nonstop breathing. I know. Hour and a half? Holy I know. cow. I know. It's crazy. So he had this just like, so, and his music is just so beautiful. So he could play these three saxophones that he would do like, Sometimes he could do two songs at once, or he could play like chords. Um, just, and he also played like four uh, instruments. I mean, what? Just, this guy sounds insane. I mean, this is insane. This is blowing my mind. Really, that's blowing my yeah. mind. No, it's it's crazy. Like if you look him up on YouTube and just watch, you will be on the floor because it's it's so just powerful. like physically holding three saxophones. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. Why, he he had two, and then he was like, you know what? I need another one. But you said <laughs> it. <laughs> but he in his dream, right? Even in his yeah. dream, it was like, you yeah. know what? Let's add a, a third. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's. I yeah. mean, wow, that's insane. Uh, you know, wow, what a that's unbelievable. Honestly, yes, yeah. absolutely going to look him up. We'll put some uh, links in our description for sure for this stuff okay, too. Cool. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. No, that God, what an unbelievable story. Well, can't wait for this book to come out for sure. Learn more about him. Uh, uh, I love the idea of, you know, through your journey, getting to know him. So whoever, re right, they'll go through your journey with you, essentially. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Wow. Thank you. Unbelievable. Um, I, I heard, too, that you have another. Are you writing another um, thriller as well yeah. that might be coming yeah. out? Yeah, it's going to come out next summer, too, maybe in May again, I hope. And it's um, it's another one set in East Texas. And it's about three lifelong friends who are like, they're women and they're living in the same neighborhood again in this small town. And then their life gets upended when this handsome, mysterious stranger moves into town. And oh, wow. It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's kind of like that without the paranormal stuff. So that was kind of my inspiration was that sort of story. Um, yeah, so that's coming out, um, yeah, next summer. Do you have a working title or anything you can mention or no, nothing? I wish I could. I don't think I don't think I can talk about that yet. So Yeah, right on. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. That's cool. That's cool. Was this idea something that just sparked or was this something you've had for a long time? It just sparked uh, as, you know, sometimes like, you might get like a one book deal or a two book deal. And I was kind of like, wow, I hope I get a two book deal. So I was trying to think of a pitch for something else. And it, I gotcha. to me. yeah. And, um, and then I still didn't know if I wanted to follow that. And then it was like, no, I, I like it, you know, being in these women's heads and this one, it, unlike the hunting wives, it's like from three different points of view. So I wanted to kind of challenge myself to change it up a little bit. Um, so nice. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. That's you. interesting to do. Yeah. Right. That's gotta be, I can't even imagine trying to write as different people, trying to put yourself in the heads of different people and write as them. That, yeah. That's gotta be so hard, you know, maybe, maybe like their thoughts, writing out their thoughts might, not that that would be easier, but dialogue. It's like, this is what they would say, you know, their vernacular, yeah. their, their decisions, what they would think about. Like, that's, gosh, how do you even, where do you even start? It's, like, <laughs> that's such a great question. It's funny. Like, 
I was a little daunted, to be honest. I was like, I don't know, but I work with the freelance editor who helps me. And she was like, you really do need to push yourself. And I was like, you're right. And then I kind of found that I liked it because sometimes you get, you can get sick of the main character if it's just one person and <laughs> in their head, you know, it's like, they can get on your nerves. So it was, it was kind of <laughs> change it up a little <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you get just getting tired of uh because they become a real person to you right yeah. uh, such, that, oh, that's so funny that's uh that's interesting yeah you've got to have the closest relationship to these people you know um and they become so real um uh yeah that's fascinating is it hard to let the characters go when you're done with the book do you find yourself thinking about them more and maybe what they're doing or what happened or I, I don't know, um, you know, past the story? Yeah, that's a good question, too. I, I That's a great question, actually. That's why I would love eventually maybe to also get into TV writing, because then you can take them and then go further with them. Whereas in a novel, you only have so much room, you know? Sure. So, yeah. I definitely for either one of these books would love to be a part of that. If anyone's listening, no, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but then usually when I'm done, I'm, I am done. Cause then you have to go through the editing process. And then by that time, when you go through those rounds and then it's like, Oh yeah, I don't want to read this one more, you know, second. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure like, it's like goes back to the manure thing, you know, it's like, you don't get tired or used to it, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's funny. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't, I mean, with anything you would have to read, you know, I think about directors, right? They've just watched this movie over and over again. And then by the end of it, they, they've got to be just, Oh my God, I, I just don't even want to watch this again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get it. I, I mean, I understand it totally. Um, that that's probably when they're already thinking about the next idea right yeah. you're, you're already into that and and probably what you're most excited about is whatever the new thing is you're writing yeah of course yeah totally right, right? i mean that makes yeah. sense you're the most excited but like you said what you know your friend put it best what keeps you up at night yes. thinking about it that's yeah. a great that's a great that's a great way to look at it because that's so true it but, is you know yeah. right that's it yeah that's it wow yeah again Great friends. Yeah, great I know. friends. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Lucky. Hey, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, friends are, uh, friends can be family, you know, my, in my book. That's yeah. how I think. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Uh, was there anything I didn't mention? Anything I didn't bring up? Anything you wanted to uh, um, throw out? Um, I, I would just say that, like, if anyone in the Dallas area, I know you have listeners all over, but, um, I do have some at Interabang Books, the great indie bookstore, and um, I've got signed copies there. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, I don't know about events because everything's still virtual. But I'm hoping to get to Dallas soon when, because it seems like things are getting better. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. You've asked so many great questions. Like I feel like we covered it all pretty much. Wow, I got lucky. Uh, yeah, it was by accident. Totally totally by accident <laughs> no, no i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> no uh listen again we're I, I do a separate intro so we'll i'll introduce all the links and this and that don't worry i i do a whole thing for that and again we'll put all the links and descriptions to getting the book and your past stuff too and 
and really anything we talked about, we like to throw in that uh, links for that stuff sort of too, uh, to keep people connected, and especially about the, um, uh, well, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, Rasan, uh, yeah. Roland Kirk. Gosh, I'm really going to get into, uh, I'm going to look that stuff up on YouTube for sure. That That's just so cool. What a fascinating fascinating story right so really really is and yeah and your book the hunting wives this is awesome um yeah this is congratulations i wish you the best uh with this and uh yeah i can't wait to have you back on uh for your next book or tv deal whatever comes your way you i know you got stuff coming so i really appreciate it this was such a blast Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. This was awesome. Yeah. And we'll we'll send a link um, when the episode goes live. Usually takes two to three weeks. That's usually, sure. you know, how we buffer things uh, with everything. So, again, uh, my best to you and your family. Thank you so much uh, for your time and for coming on. This was this was amazing. I, I learned a lot and uh, I appreciate um, you writing this book because it's an amazing story. So thank you for the hardships you went through to, to get it done. It was um, uh, well worth it. And uh yeah, so happy for you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Okay, May. Well, my best. Uh, again, we'll okay. talk soon. Thank you again. All right. Thanks a million. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevena Ponovich. Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovic. Thumbnail designer, Marko Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Menciez. Designing image quotes, Jay Apuya. Social media videos, Labri Fernandez. Outreach support, Yonette Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>